Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers from all walks of life to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. I'm Shannon Keegan, marathon swimmer, wife, mom, and swim efficiency coach at Intrepid Water, where we seek to empower individuals to become comfortable and confident in the water so they can start swimming places. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. to Chris this morning. <clears throat> Tell right. us about yourself, Chris. First well, I think <laughs> I have a similar story of, you know, other people that I've heard that I started swimming when uh, uh, somebody needed a fourth person for a relay. You know, I was hanging out at a meet, brother was swimming in and I was able to swim the length of the pool for a four by 25 relay when I was seven years old. And, you know, it's kind of the rest is history there. Uh, I that's all I've done I really can't see very well out of my left eye so I I can't i my hand you know the ball and hand eye coordination I just never was my deal and and so I swam all through high school it's the only sport I ever did and then I swam at college I swam at Nebraska here joined a program that was just horrible and uh my freshman year we were 0-11, and, and then my junior year, we won conference. We got a new coach when I was a sophomore. I swam through college. I wasn't any good. I was just, you know, I call it you know, second or third string swimmer, and uh, but had a blast. Great friends. All the guys on my team are still my best friends. And I was a sprinter. And uh, so the story goes, a couple years out of college, I kept swimming a little bit but I was fishing with one of my friends and the Omaha marathon was that day. And he said, you know, I think I'm going to run in that. And I say, anybody can run a marathon. Why don't you swim the English channel? And then we just went on about our normal conversation. And a couple of days later, he calls me up and said, man, I want to do that. <laughs> and sure as hell, uh, we started, he started making some phone calls, you know, lines, no internet, no nothing. This is 1986. So uh, he and I, just without any help, uh, except for maybe one other person, Tom Hetzel, who had done the channel eight times, had written a book back then. And that's the only source of information that we had was this one book and this couple phone calls with this guy. And so he did. He went over um, so I'm the channel in 1986 in a hell of a day. He had a super fast tide, really slack. Uh, did it in 917, which was incredible. And uh, so, of course, then I had to do it. And uh, <laughs> we had our first child that year, so I couldn't do it the next that year. So the next year, 1988, uh, I did the channel, and uh, it was just incredible. And you know, it's. Like I said, there was no knowledge. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. All our arrangements were made by snail mail. Uh, 
And it's just incredible. So the times have changed a lot and it's really been coming up. It's been what, 30 plus years. Um, but I'm still swimming and I'm still having a blast. So that's how, was, that's how, how I started. You, yeah, that's what? great. How did you see that first channel in the in the eighties? What, what kind of just out of curiosity? What? Pardon me. How did you train for the first your first channel? I I uh, I spent a lot of time in the pool and uh, on the weekend uh, the lake that Molly trains in and I train in a little bit Branstoke Lake out here in Lincoln. I did a four five every weekend in the summer. In you know it's eighty some degrees. And then when uh, we went over to England, we, me and my friend, you, you know, I was his trainer, he was my trainer. And uh, we always say we. Um, and I just went over there and I did a, a one hour, a two hour, a three, a four, or a three, a two, and a one. And I went on the first day of the tide. So a lot of pool swimming, but a lot of lake swimming. Yeah, cool. Um, where's your favorite place to swim? New York City. <laughs> Every answer from now on is going to be New York City. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing. Even uh, when I was over there in, in Dover, there was another guy over there, and he says to me, uh, geez, you ought to swim around Manhattan. And I'm like, I've never been to New York City. I've never heard of Manhattan. I'm here to swim the channel. I don't want to think about anything else. And... So I swam the channel on August 5th, and we got back to the U.S. on August 10th. And on August 27th, I swam around New York. <laughs> Love Just it. incredible. I mean, I made like, I had no reservations, no connections. I've probably made, you know, 15 phone calls, just find somebody that knew about the Manhattan, and I got in. Wow. And uh, the rest is history there. That's awesome. Gary Antonick. I, I, about 10 years after that, I sent him a letter and I said, you changed my life. Um, because I just love New York, the swimming around New York. Why do you, why do you swim marathons? I, I just love it. <laughs> I was talking to my wife last night and I said, well, I think one of the reasons I swim in is so she can travel to New York City. Um, and as I said before, you know, it's an excuse to travel get around the world, get around the country. Although my trips have been pretty much limited to New York City. Um, but I finally caved in and, and uh, gave a go at the Catalina Channel know, four or five years ago. Three, I don't know, four years ago, 2016. So. What is it about New York that you like swimming there so much? It's New York. <laughs> no, but I want to hear from Chris. It, it's a uh, it's a challenge. Every year is different. Um, the the weather is different. The people are different. The currents are different. The you know it, you're never going to get the same swim. So to me, it's a different swim twenty three times. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, you know, Catalina I'm sure is different every time. The channel is different every time. But there's a lot more things to be different around New York. Yeah. How do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim? You know, for me, it's just kind of, okay. Got that. <laughs> I, I've never, you know, jumped up and down and 
and that sort of thing at the end of a swim. It's just, um, you know, here's the next question. What am I, a process or an outcome person? I'm really a process person. I plan for these things. I've done it so many times. I have a plan. I just execute the plan, and then, then I get the outcome that I, you know, hope for and plan for. Mm -hmm. so one of my deals is it's the commitment to the commitment. Um, everybody, anybody can commit to something, but you need to commit to your commitment. And that's what I think has really helped me be successful. Yeah. So since we know that the answer to the question of um, what the favorite, your favorite event is, which year is the most memorable <laughs> that you've done in New York? You know, I would say I have a couple. Um, the first year, because I was clueless. I mean, I really was. I had no idea anything about it at all. Um, you know, and I just jumped in and swam and just had a great experience. And and then I went back the next year and learned that, you know, you can't take this swim for granted. You know, I thought, oh, I've done the channel. I've done New York. And I don't think I trained right. And I, and so then I was challenged to do it a third time to, you know, feel better about it and prepare. Um, so the first time, um, and then, then after that, then I wanted to do three things. I wanted to win the race. I wanted to set the record and I wanted to be the first person to swim the other direction. And, and that's what I did. It was a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun, a lot of hard work. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see. I have to comment on Chris's comment to be committed to his commitment. Just so you know, he is at the Y before it even opens at five in the morning. He's in the water before five every single day. It's crazy. <laughs> I wish I wish I was right now. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the time of day that I work out has changed a lot. I mean, you know, when way back in the day when we had infants and stuff, I swam at five o'clock and squeezed in a little swim over the lunch hour. But now that our kids are grown and stuff, I can get it done in the early morning and just a good time for me. Yeah. So. Um, is there a swim that you're most proud of? Oh, you know, this is, I've thought a lot about this question, and this is going to be a crazy answer. One of my f most proud swims is the training swim I did. I wanted to do 15 hours. Uh, I was training for that uh, swimming around Manhattan, the clockwise direction, after I didn't make it my first time. And about 10 hours into this deal, I popped out of the water into the boat and my coach was like, what are you doing? And I said, I can't do it. And I sat on that boat and absolutely bawled. You know, I was like, I don't know, 35 years old. I sat there and just bawled for, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. And I got back in and I finished the 15 hours. And it's just, for me, that was, I don't know. It was one of my favorite days, even though I hated it and it sucked. But 
I did it and then I knew I could go and do this swim. So, although I wasn't gonna be able to get out and take a break for this other swim, but that was one, actually one of my proudest days. Do you think, do you know what it was that made you get out? <laughs> or, or how you got back in? <laughs> you know, I, I wanted it really bad and then, I don't know, it, I, I just had one of those moments that was like my lowest moment. Yeah. And then I got it, got through it and, you know, it was one of those deals like you say, just get to the next feed. I got back in, I said, just, just get to the next hour. And then, so I was at the lake for 15 hours, but I only swam for like 1440. <laughs> so anyways that's great you had a coach that was patient to wait for you to yeah yeah anyways so um had a day like that in a while <laughs> how do you adapt to changing situations i you know i pretty much anymore just go with the flow you know there's you you can't control what you can't control. So you just have to learn to deal with it. Um, I do a lot of yelling and swearing underwater that nobody hears or knows of. When I come for a feed, I'll have a smile on my face, but uh, I have my moments. I just don't share them. Be nice to my crew. That's good advice. <laughs> Um, how do you handle hard situations? Uh, kind of the same way. I, you know, I, um, that's a tough one to answer. I, you know, I just, I really just try to, you know, say to myself, it is what it is. You better, you decide to move on and deal with it because you can't control it. So that's what I do. Just keep swimming. On to the next feed. Or on to the next bridge in New York. Right, right. That's the deal. What's your favorite bri favorite bridge? <laughs> oh, I have a love-hate relationship with the George Washington Bridge. It's so close, but yet so far. <laughs> if anybody's done that New York swim, the, the first 19 bridges are, most of them are just bang, bang, bang. And then you turn the quarter in the Hudson and my advice to anybody is take one look and then don't look again until you get there. Cause it's a long time. <laughs> we have a swim like that in Portland. <laughs> yeah. You get through. It's kind of like really at the end of any swim, if you, you know, and, and the Catalina, they say, don't look at that shoreline cause it's a lot further away. Take one look and forget about it. Keep your head oh. down. <laughs> what's the worst part for you about, um, I guess, how, what are the restrictions in Nebraska? What's the worst part for you about this current situation, pandemic? Uh, just A, my routine is screwed up, and B, I'm not swimming with my friends. You know, it's just, everything's messed up. But we're, you know, I've learned to adapt, you know, this is one of those tough deals. You know, when it first started, I'm like, I'm looking at my, I'm a real anal person on keeping track of yards and things. 
I haven't had two weeks off in a row in like, I don't know, six years. I haven't had a month off since like 20, 2002. I'm just going with the flow now. I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, yep. Maybe that's something oh. that means to help you. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, what motivates you to keep going? I love working out and I like to eat. <laughs> terrible, I'm a terrible diet person. I don't pay attention to anything. Um, so it's, it's an excuse to eat and it's an excuse to get to the, get to the next thing. My wife doesn't like me at home in the morning, Molly. So that's another reason I'm up at, <laughs> walk out of there. I'm kind of bugging her right now because I'm home every morning. I got to give a hats off to her. She's put up with this stuff for 30 some years and just been a great supporter. So, Wonderful. What um, advice would you give to a new marathon or aspiring marathon swimmer? Uh, not uncommon advice get to know somebody, talk to them. My, I guarantee you my success on the English Channel was being with somebody on their crew and actually seeing the whole thing from above the water. I did that on the Catalina Channel too. Uh, I crewed for a friend the year before my swim, which was really a great experience because that's such a different swim having to ride the boat over there. And I, on that trip, when I did it, my coach never saw a stroke because she got seasick you know, told her, you, you got to take these seasick pills and you got to, but you know, they don't always work. <laughs> so, and I had another friend who, who uh, started the swim and he, cause he, he had gotten seasick on the way over. So just talk to people and don't be afraid to ask questions because, you know, we're all willing to share because we all want everybody to be successful in things they want to do. Absolutely. So, yeah. Good advice. Um, let's see, how about, uh, what's a little known fact about you? <laughs> Not a lot of little known facts about me, but uh, I don't know, I don't, really, I, don't, I don't really have one. <laughs> I'm kind of a runner too. I, I uh, started gaining weight so I could not get so cold in some of these swims and after a while kind of looked, saw a picture of myself thought well you look a little heavy so I started running and I've run four Boston marathons and then I wanted to run a sub three hour marathon and I did that in when I was 53 which was seven years ago so now I just swim <laughs> but I had my I got that out of my system <laughs> I mean, it's a it's another you know, I'm, the marathon stuff, long distance, a lot of time, it's in my blood. So, but that running's hard. It's too hard <laughs> for my body. Swimming's so much better. I agree. So, you know, I tell people, you have, you can't just go out your front door and swim. You have to go somewhere and change clothes and all that. It just, you know, it adds another hour <laughs> to what you're going to do. 
So it's really a commitment. Yeah. Yep. How about um, what's your superpower? Uh, well, it's that commitment to the commitment. I mean, I, I really, I get a little, at the end of my training, I'm a little OCD. So obsessed with this. I have this 14 week plan that I do every time I do one of these deals and I, every morning I update this spreadsheet and it's just like, you know, you start worrying about 2000 yards and whether or not it really matters and it matters more up here than it does in that body. And that's, I don't know, good and bad. Yeah, that's amazing though, that commitment. I just love it. Um, how about a uh, future, any, everyone else start thinking of questions for Chris because we have extra time. But Chris, tell me future, a future guest for Marathon Swim Stories. Oh, uh, you need to talk to Courtney Polk. Okay. How do I spell the last name? E-A-U-L-K. E-A-U-L-K. I was on her crew for a double Catalina. It took 33 hours. It's just incredible. Anyone else? Oh, you could talk to Marsha. She's a great person to talk to. She has immense knowledge on uh, open water swimming. Marsha who? Cleveland. Cleveland, okay. She was uh, supposed to be inducted into the Marathon Swimming Hall of Fame last earlier this month, but that's been postponed. She had a book out called Dover Solo. Mm -hmm. Always on my nightstand. There you go. Very well. Awesome. I appreciate the recommendations. Um, any questions for Chris this morning? Chris, I'm curious, how have you, you seen, see New York City there in the back? Seen the sport change over the years? Oh, there's so much more knowledge. Uh, nutrition is so much better. It's incredible. You know, when I did the channel, I fed every hour. Who does that anymore? <laughs> what did you feed on? I drank something called, oh, Exceed, E-X-C-E-E-D. And I had that every hour, and, and I had Snicker bars. <laughs> and now I feed on uh, Endurox and Goose. Pretty limited. Don't have a lot of variety. I mean, I just go with what works until they don't make it anymore. <laughs> yeah. That was a good question. Any other questions for Chris this morning? What What was your date for uh, New York this year? August second. Which Which with the four swims a year, which one do you like the best, or have you tried them all, or you pick? Sir. What do you mean? Well, don't they they do four different dates now? The uh, you well, know, this year they were doing uh, all all just small group swims. Oh, okay. So I usually try and pick one. Uh, early August because my wife's really busy in July. I don't like June. It's a little too cool and you know, I, I like to have more out open water swimming done before that time. Um, so early August is my favorite. That way I have a little bit of my summer left to enjoy.
Chris, do you have any other non-New York swims on your bucket list that you want to go for? Well, I'm thinking about uh, Tampa Bay, um, Lake Tahoe. I'd like to do Gibraltar. And one of these days, I'd like to do SCAR. SCAR is a problem because I'm a CPA and I'm just... Rough time of year. <laughs> timing of it's not great. So... Give everybody extensions. Yeah, I know. This year would have been the year. Yeah. yeah. Government gave to everybody. Well, those are, those are a few on my list. Do you, um, how do the you channel feel? again, actually. Oh, nice. Channel again. Maybe when I retire. I'd crew for you. I was going to say, let me know if you come out to Tahoe. I'll pop down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did that for me, and you turned up, you were eight months pregnant, and I didn't know, and she's like, I'm here. Oh, boy, we're going to put you on a boat overnight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, what was I going to say? How do you feel like your marathon swimming? Do you feel like it's rubbed off on your kids at all? Do they, are they endurance athletes? Uh, my youngest son is quite the runner. Um, so, yeah, I think it's influenced him a lot. My older son, not so much. He was a soccer player, but I got to brag a little bit. My youngest son just ran in the Olympic trials uh, oh. marathon. Congratulations. So, yeah, he kind of bonked, but <laughs> he gave it his all. It was a great experience. Yeah. So he's like in Portland. It's a great running community out there. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think, uh, the commitment thing, they understand it and they get it. And, yeah. yeah. Like it? I hope it did. <laughs> they see the hard work. Yeah. All right. Any other questions for Chris? Thank you for being willing to talk to us. Oh, love it. Love talking about it anytime. Yeah. Um, Thursday, we're New York. Just reach out. I'm happy to help. <laughs> That's Great awesome. swim. It's a great swim. I, I want to do it now after talking that hearing um, Janine was talking a lot about swimming in Hudson. Anyway, the, the hearing more and more people talk about yeah, it. I mean, it really back fun. in the day, it was 50 people and it was a madhouse. Um, you know, but there was no kayaks. Um, I like the smaller groups. They have uh, last couple of years, they have before this year, they had four groups of 15, which is a nice size. Nice size group. Yeah. Very cool. And you don't last year I did it with, with one other guy, and that was a lot of fun. So. What was that? What was that? They, they last year I just there was one other guy. He and I go way back, and we both swam on the same day. It was a lot of fun too. So, per se, they used to say to swim the um, Manhattan Island Marathon swim, you had to have shots. Years I, ago, the first time I did it, I did do the shot thing. Yeah, <laughs> the waters have really gotten better. I love it. Yeah. The whole city has gotten cleaned up. The water way better. Way better. Love that. I was in the Spite and Dival swim the, uh, a couple years ago. I was so sorry to see it was canceled, but um, it was first off what you were saying about the Washington Bridge. And I was only in a 10K. Yeah. But I kept saying, oh my God, how come that's not getting any closer? And yet I'm going with the current. So. Um, 
oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> and so I was going with the current and I was having a much shorter swim than my normal 10K, but it was still like, oh my God, still so far away. Um, but I love the Hudson. I loved swimming there. I wanted, uh, I eventually I want to do one of the eight bridges stages. I'm, I'm much more of a beginner in marathon swimming than you are, but it was lovely listening to what you were saying, um, and learning a lot about trying to hold, you know, trying to, um, as you say, go with the flow. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, um, Thursday we're talking with Colleen Blair, so we're going international. So hopefully cool. join us on Thursday. And um, other than the that. Queen of Cold. <laughs> What's that, Mark? The Queen of Cold. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys, have a great day. Thanks for coming. Thanks, everybody. Good to see Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks have for having Hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, Shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>